So, tell me what we're going to talk about today. Today on Keeping the Geek Bros, episode 99.6, we've got the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics game review. No Man's Sky coming to Xbox Pass in June. The not E3 2020 press conference schedule. BlizzCon canceled its 2020 event. Google Arts app now turns your selfies into famous masterpieces. Star Wars New Era of Storytelling has been delayed. Skyrim Grandma is taking a break because of internet assholes. Disney World sets reopening date. Have you heard of spite porn? Question of the day is our fascination with canon killing the way we value stories. Squeezy Bits picks Robert Downey Jr. drops Marvel for DC in Netflix show Sweet Tooth and Crayola unveils new packs of crayons to reflect world skin tones. All this and more in this week's episode of Keep Up the Geek Bros, a family podcast. Allegedly, stay tuned. In a world where geeking out never looks so good, two incredibly sexy men will rise. For your auditory pleasure. Here's your hosts. Keeping up with the Geek Bros. Yes, yes, yes. Keeping the Geek Bros podcast. I'm your host, Vibe. With me, with me are my fellow co-hosts. Garbanzo. And Roz. Yes. So since Starflex is currently not in the building, Garbanzi, can you, can you tell these fine people where to find us on social media? Now, I'm going to try to do it justice because, you know, I he is the master at this. He is. Uh, but, he pioneered but, it. <laughs> but you can actually find us, find the Geek Bros on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Geek Bros with a Zero. That is G-E-E-K-B-R-0-S. Also, send us emails, requests, complaints. Um, <laughs> complaints. How, how, is, how is your uh, quarantine going? Um, oh, yeah. Are you in South Florida? Did you survive the, the uh, mini flood of, uh, of 2020? Um, you know, yeah, what's that's, going that's on? Uh, are, are you, you know what? I'll even throw a little, little fire into a little, little gasoline in the fire for, 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 for those people out there. He goes, are you safe in Milwaukee? I shoot us an email. All right. I don't. Oh, at, at geek bros at yahoo.com. It's G E E K B R O S zero S at yahoo.com. Also, you always can find us on the first place. The first place. Oh, that's actually just kind of fun. All right. At, at WeBeGeeksPC.com. And also, you can come see these beautiful concoctions of uh, Café con Neche. Uh, Egyptian, no, Egyptian cinnamon is actually not in the, not in the picture right now. Um, milk chocolate. Moroccan and, mint tea. And, Moroccan, and, and Moroccan mint Moroccan tea. Moroccan mint tea. Jesus, that's, that's, actually, that sounds really good. I'm not going to lie to you. It I, does I love sound good. It does sound good. Um and, and that's at uh, youtube.com slash vibe rev studios that's v-i-b-e-r-e-v-s-t-u-d-i-o-s for now all right before we get to today's topics comments and questions from you the audience now i have been lazy and i haven't been getting all the screenshots for you guys but uh i do have two uh for our facebook of course that's facebook.com slash geek bros at a zero g-e-k-b or zero s we have a man grew up without without a father makes youtube channel to help kids with no dad and uh manny may said said cool and she also said um where do i get the bobblehead action figures that's actually a comment she did recently on the debut of our three new uh, geek bros caricatures now that i think about it those would be really good bobbleheads yeah I- 
if if there's anybody out there that knows custom bobblehead makers, um, I would absolutely be interested in purchasing some yeah. bobbleheads of those, at least for the Geek Bros. For sure, that'd have, be awesome. That would be a cool pick for us to be up there with our, with our bobbleheads. So that's a good idea, uh, uh, many means. So um, we're going to check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ross sent, sent the link. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Every time the Geek Bros type in the chat in, in Skype, I don't know if you know, it pops up in blue. So it tells you that's where we react to random things. So with that being said, let us move on to gents. Anything to report? Um. Uh, from my end, there's not much to report, sadly. Um, the uh, baby bean, uh, the bouncing boy, is growing steadily, and we're we got the crib up. Uh, we just started working on the uh, baby's room, the nursery, and uh, it's exciting. We're working on themes uh, right now. We're I think we're kind of we're not working on themes. We're actually going to have our theme is going to be uh, Finding Nemo. So. Uh, we're, okay. I figured I transition into Star Wars uh, once he becomes like one or two, and it's because I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want a nursery like all grays and blacks and things like that. That's I was gonna I say, well, I, I mean, the nursery I saw was like you having a stormtrooper blasting toward the crib and um, Darth Vader like like aiming his lightsaber toward the crib, kind of like that. That's that's what I had seen when I pictured yeah. your baby room. Yeah, we're we're like, gonna go light, bright, and beautiful, and allow light, him to bright, beautiful. We're gonna we're gonna allow him. Finding to Nemo starts with the death of Nemo's mom and all his other mm-hmm. siblings. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, it, but it is a traumatizing event for a little kid being being taken away by their by their you know from their parents into yeah. a, it's a cool cruel world. But, very but colorful movie though. But, very colorful movie. But but at the end it all works out. It's you know just keep on swimming. Just like <laughs> just like <laughs> look, look at Russ's face. Stop it. <laughs> it all, what all works out. <laughs> Hey, listen. Hey, we can. We I can never. I never it's, really liked mom anyway. Oh my god! Stop it! Stop. I, well, well, hold on. No, I guess. I guess it goes to that phrase. You can't miss what you don't know or what you never knew. So yeah. he never knew his mom. So he can't miss his mom. He only knew his dad. It's, it's not as bad as Bambi. Bambi actually knew his mother. True. Very true. There's a dark history in Disney, and I think well, about it. Um, you cannot, you cannot, it's always going. There's always death in Disney movies. That it is, you, you can appreciate life because of that. You can't have yin without the yang. It's about balance. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I can. Yeah, we can have a whole dissertation about it one day. I oh, promise. Look, but trust me, it, don't get me started on this because we we don't, we don't have that much time tonight. I didn't know that there was, that there was something else other than uh, Galaxy's Edge that had you riled up. Oh, and Last Jedi. This is interesting. This is non Star Wars related. We got to do a special on this. Roz, anything to report? Um, nothing spectacular. Just the endless flooding that we've had in South oh Florida. My God, it's been obscene. I've been playing a lot of near uh, Gears of War oh. Tactics. Um, Man, uh, the the new Minecraft Dungeons game I tried it out. It was fun. It was a cute little game. Uh, if you like Diablo, uh, but I mean, outside of that, no, nothing exciting. All right. Well, for me, basically, uh, I've been watching The Man in the High Castle. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know why at first, but now I like it because it's like a creeping sci-fi show. <laughs> That's what I call it, a slow drip sci-fi show. Uh, I thought it was just political intrigue and just an alternate reality, but it literally is an alternate reality show. And I, I thought it's mm-hmm. really, really cool. So I'm liking where it's where it's going. I mean, I'm actually binge watching it in season four. And and it's just there. It's like every season they're they're they're, at, they're doubling down more on the sci-fi aspect of it. And I, I love it. 
I absolutely love it. I still don't know why they call it the man in the high castle when he is such a, I mean, he's an important, an important MacGuffin, I would say more so than a character. So, mm-hmm. um, I, they could have called it something else. Cause I thought he was like a central character. They, they couldn't, it was based on a novella by Philip K. Dick, but did Philip K. Dick actually give the man in the high castle an actual, like point besides being a, no, a it was a, a novella. It was, they have greatly expanded on what it was. It wasn't a full oh. novel. It was a novella, which is a very oh. short story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, A lot of Philip K. Dick short stories and novels that have been adapted have been, like, like way expanded on. Really? So it's kind of like the way those kind of, you know, science fiction, cyberpunk-style mm-hmm. movies end up being anyway. I don't. I like what I see, so um, I actually intend on doing uh, a review either for the Geek Grows or for the podcast after I'm not watching it because I, you know, I think it deserves some discussion. And now that I know that that Roz has seen it, that's fantastic. I get, I get yeah. some. I mean, if you want, I have a. I think I have the novel somewhere in my house. It's like 200 pages long, so you could probably bang through it in a. Oh, that'd be great. That, that'd be awesome. That'd be absolutely awesome. But we'll get into that in, into the future. So, uh, what's going on with Geek Bros? Nothing new. Um, we got video recaps going up. <laughs> Don't ask me about The Witcher. I haven't touched it. I'm so miserable with it right now. I have one trick up my sleeve that I heard that I heard from from a forum that might work, and I'm going to try it. And and if not, I I will. I I I, I listen. I mean, I read, but I listen. So. I, what I'll do is I'll borrow the book and I'll scan it into it into like one of those um, text to speech docs and that's it. I'll make my own audiobook. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna rig it for myself. Oh, uh, anyway, so Geek Bros. Um, so yeah, we're we're still pretty much uh, under the, the 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 thumb of the quarantine. So what I may do is, if I have to, post little excerpts of the uh, review onto YouTube and then of course you know put it up on on uh, on Patreon and I'll put it at the lowest tier so you guys can watch it or, or zero tier just so it's up there because YouTube is driving me nuts and on that that case if this is your first time listening to our broadcast then please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcasting app if you're watching us then don't forget to subscribe comment and share YouTube is kicking my ass with this algorithm uh it's killing us with 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 reach it's killing us with recommendations it's killing me with uploads that are anything or only close to anything more than just a podcast of, of dudes talking and having a good time so please uh subscribe comment and, and get us back up there so i can have some 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 skin in the game so without further ado episode 99.6 starts now the coronavirus update the florida south florida beaches are opening up sort of Walking, jogging only, facial covering required. Gents, now that we know that this is this is fine, minus the whole fact that we're being rained out, which is the weirdest thing so consistently. Yeah, any, yeah. Any of but actually, huh? Um, actually, but actually, I don't think face coverings is required everywhere. Um, there's actually in, in on most areas there, if you are exercising, uh, you do are not required to carry uh, to actually well, wear face not, coverings because that's that's slightly dangerous. Um, but I guess they mean like uh, if, you're, if you're just hanging out because it's for walking. It's kind of you know walking on the beach. There is no yeah. sunbathing, none of that stuff there. So, any of you gents gonna hit the beach now that the beach is semi-open? No, really? No, no. Oh. not at all. 
Have you fucking seen the beach? It's like people are insane. Well, they're not. They're not allowed to congregate. And there's 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 people out there just to, to enforce. <laughs> there's distancing. not allowed. They're not allowed. To exactly, dude. It doesn't. Okay, bro. Listen. They're also not allowed to bring guns on in in, 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 in private areas. They're also not allowed to to loot and riot. They're also did not guys, allowed to, to to have glass on the beach. Did That's you guys one see of the, the pictures? Most common things on the beach is yeah. glass. And Which, uh, it's not allowed, and they can't police that. The police people just staying close together. No, they, they won't. They were doing a really good job. The last, the last uh, uh, video I sent you guys, and they were like, uh, um, because everybody was supposed to not be on the beaches. Now it's like, hey, come to the beaches, but behave yourself. Like I was gonna say, did you see the pictures from the Lake of the Ozark no. just a few days ago, where it was an entire pool party with like a thousand people, ass to ass. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> No, a perfect example is that there was another like it was a week ago. Like a week ago, we actually there was a a big massive block party over in Orlando when they started opening things up. There was thousands of people, thousands. Can I ask you a question? But what do you expect? I mean, it's like it's like you are you people are pent up, and you give them just 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 the just the uh, inkling of 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 of, of fresh air, and then they they kind of jump out. I expect people to behave like adults and say, "Hey, maybe there's still." an active pandemic maybe we should be i don't know maybe a little careful uh, you know look out for ourselves and our fellow fucking man but no no bro i guess a, sebastian said it best of the little mermaid teenagers you give them an inch they swim all over you that's it it's the if same it was shit. teenagers i'd agree with you but these are grown-ass adults but uh, that's that's what i'm saying they're acting like kids I guess I, I can see where you guys are coming from. Um, I think there are no, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, so okay. I, I hate to cut you off, but I go. But my, my my biggest thing is that it's it's this is not that difficult. It's, I mean, it's very slim, basic stuff. It's just having common courtesy. Whether or not you think that this is going on, and this is real, or whatever it is, and there's people out there who think this is all just a big hoax and all whatever it is, and that's fine. But the fact is that it's like these laws are put in place to protect some individuals not just everybody for the majority of individuals people who cannot take care of themselves so you know what have a little courtesy for those individuals who cannot take care of themselves who are unable to 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 put you know to to, to you know to to do that so what happened to the to to the old proverb the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few nobody ever gave a shit about that sadly <laughs> i however Actually, I-, I however uh, do intend to visit the beach. I will be. I will be visiting the beach. I, I, I'm curious. I want to see what's going on out there. Um, I will not be hugged up on anybody, but I am gonna gonna venture out there because uh, I want to see if they're doing banana biking. That's why. Yeah, and I also want to say the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few. Uh, you're implying that this is a necessity. Nobody needs to be doing half of the shit they're doing. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That is true. The wants of the many outweigh the wants of the few. I don't know. Then that's anyway. definitely not true. Fuck okay. <laughs> well, no. It's, well, whatever. No, the wants of the many outweigh the, the, the needs of the few. That's, yeah. that's, that's the phrase. That's I yeah. finally figured it out. All yeah. right, whatever. But yeah, I will 300 years of history and in so, this country talking about the wants of the many outweighing the needs of the few. That's true. That's true. I mean, listen, if, if, if nothing, we are not uh, – human um, – Are not – 
students of history because yeah, no no they are with that too but they, they they're 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 uh we are creatures of, of consistency and you've got to you got to at least appreciate the finer points of that we are consistent in our in our ridiculousness but again i will be going to the beach and i will be reporting on on it next week because I'm, I'm curious as long as the weather isn't rained out uh and, uh and and go from there so if anybody else is is gonna be uh risking it and getting out there just just to see what's what's happening of course being res- responsible and respectful i uh, shoot me a shoot me a um, don't meet me out there. I mean, shoot me an email and uh, let's see. Let's see what your experiences are. I'm curious to see what happens. So we're going to move on to Fresh Scent. Fresh Scent. What's new in the gaming world? The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics game review. Now, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, it's build your own team and devise winning strategies to lead a fledgling <laughs> resistance of Gelfling against their oppressive overlords, the Skeksis, across more than 50 unique turn-based tactics RPG battles. I'm laughing <laughs> because when I... Um, I was speaking to one of my friends, and I was she was asking me what else could she watch on uh, Netflix, and I said the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance because she actually used to love the Dark Crystal movie, much like um, Dark Flex did. So I told her watch it. She couldn't get past one episode because the puppets freaked her out. I said you've got to get past it. The story is good. Eventually your yeah. mind will just click and it'll be fine. I said it was drawing for me too, but after a while you forget that they're puppets. And you see them as real characters. She said no, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. No, I can't do it. So in, in in the you know even though i have a lot of space my kids are under my arms so my oldest heard me discussing this and said dad are you talking about the dark crystals i was like yeah he's like what do you know about it? he's like i don't know i just saw read some uh, nintendo article about uh, the game on switch i said excuse me repeat that he said yeah yeah the game on switch uh, i read it in in one of the nintendo <laughs> nintendo articles <laughs> Looked it up, sent you guys a link. Of course, Ross is like, yeah, 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 I, I know about that. <laughs> I hate Ross. <laughs> so I download it. I get into that game. I'm ready. And oh, that's our dog shit. <clears throat> so the game, the game, the, the graphics are fine. The the story basically it is you're really playing like a truncated version of the Netflix show, very truncated actually, because I I believe if you didn't watch the show you you really wouldn't get much of what's going on. It's not even the Cliff Notes version. It's it's the Cliff Notes of Cliff Notes version. So I actually now to the point I skipped all the all the text now. Whenever texts come up, I hit the skip button. The gameplay is mediocre at best. Uh the the <laughs> I, I don't know i'm just so it's beyond underwhelming it's not disappointing because i didn't have any expectations it's a you know but i expected as a companion or or to, to the to the show one i hope they were telling us a different story that's what i was really hoping for and two if they weren't going to it they're going to still make it compelling the game is boring and it does not do the netflix show justice if i, I can never um recommend this game to anybody that watched the show unless you are really 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 into the bare bones of what a tactics game is. and i mean just bare bones when i say that that you're just really playing 50 and i want to take out unique 50 turn-based tactics screens it's all pretty much the same thing except maybe you walk on top of something or maybe there's three levels or maybe you're pushing somebody into some kind of pit the game is boring 
I am playing it. It is $20 uh, on the uh, Switch store or Nintendo store. What is it called? Nintendo store? Is there a name for it? It's just called Nintendo store. Nintendo store. <laughs> Nintendo store. So the store that Nintendo built. Exactly. And um, it's it's quite, quite disappointing. Um, Roz, uh, did you play it or you just, you just kind of saw the gameplay and you were just like, eh? No, I, uh, I unfortunately played some of it. Did you? So. Yeah. I mean, you want to throw anything else in there that I might have missed? It's just not a good game. Um, who, 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 who's, um, we're trying to find out who the producers of this game, oh, game were. Freak. Game Freak? No, I don't know. I'm just throwing Oh, no. Because <laughs> I was going to say, man, no, it'd probably be good. Um, but yeah, I don't know who made the actual game, but it, it's it's genuinely uh, an inferior version yes. of any of these late, yeah. you know, um, tactics game like Gears of War Tactics or XCOM, etc., yeah. etc. Uh, you man. You would you consider it like a like a cash grab to, to try to cash it, it's cash a, it yeah, on the popularity? This of it? is this is a a classic movie slash TV tie-in game. Yes, like, yes. Like the old Shrek games or yeah. the Lord infamous, of the Ring games before the infamous, good ones um, started coming out. The infamous um, what was it called? The Alien one. Alien vs. Predator. No, the infamous. It, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. What is it called? E.T. Oh, E.T. The finest video game ever produced. Exactly. It, it's along the lines of that. You know, it's it's really poor. You know, compared to what what's a, what's available right now, what could be, in, if they actually just took the time, it's clear they found the laziest way to get this out as quickly as they can to, to cash in on what goodwill was left. And, and to be honest with you, if, you, if you're gonna put out something this mediocre it's too too you know too late because nobody, nobody's talking about dark crystal anymore except for maybe me um so yeah it, it it's terrible not terrible no it's it's really boring it's boring but i will continue to play it and i will give you guys another review once i'm done playing it because i will finish this because what no, don't give so, another I don't, review i don't think we need a, a follow-up on that what what if what if what if it somehow i Does don't it? how it might <laughs> You don't know. I have faith. Listen, I love me some of the Dark Crystal, so I'm hoping that maybe it'll surprise me. Okay? I'm not looking for Nier Automata, but I am looking for, I don't know, Pokemon Red and Blue. Who knows? All right. So, moving on. <laughs> hey, have I convinced you no. to play it? Have I convinced you to play it at all, Garbanzo? Not one. I mean, if anything, you have convinced me that I don't need that in my life. Oops. No, because it's funny because we have we have turned on some of our audience to love death robots. We have turned in some, turned on a lot of our audience, Mister Raz, uh, to Near Automata. I'm not joking. It, I'm getting personal because, messages about because, how they're playing this because game because it's good. Because right. it's good. It's good. Yeah. And it's your good. reaction has been overly positive for those it, things. Exactly. This so, has been middling to say the least. No, of course. But I think I, I think that we it's do have a little we have a little influence here with our audience because I've gotten many, many a uh, uh, thank yous about, you know, Love Death Robots and especially near Automata lately. That's really great. So I actually have to forward you some of the um some of the, the praises of you, Mr. Roz, for, for the for your coverage on Near Automata. But um uh, moving forward, No Man's Sky, ladies and gentlemen. The Phoenix that it is is coming to Xbox Game Pass in June. This article comes from Eurogamer.net. There's not much that needs to be said about it. The simple fact is that this game had one of the most infamous starts in gaming history. It was destroyed. And I used to love 
watching the the hate uh, videos on YouTube about it, calling uh, the lead designer Sean Murray a liar, and then all this stuff, and comparing what the game was, what it is, and how it how it rose to be something uh, spectacular, and is a testament to what companies should do when they when they drop out inferior games, as opposed to uh, paid paid DLC or walking back or even doubling down. They just got back to work and made it better and better and better. So as I saw the the um uh the the rags to riches story of this i've always been curious about playing the game but not enough to buy the game you know but i've yeah. but I've never got a chance to go over somebody's house who has it or 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 play some kind of free one so when i saw that no man's sky is coming to xbox game pass xbox which is now ruling my life um i got thrilled to death and so i had to send you guys that link and yes i will be playing this game and it, i don't know if it's multiplayer yet but if it is i it is it's been multiplayer it, for a couple of years now really it sees now that now there is that i need the geek bros all we xboxers xboxers wait, wait, wait. Like i didn't realize Let's something about it. this this is the game where the where, where i where or Roz. that's the video that i the, the guy building all these uh the, all the mining equipment and he's just mining over and over again. It's just, it's just like these long, super long. Uh, Honestly, man, you just described like six or seven different games. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking Minecraft as I'm and, listening to you. And then the guy just, you know, but he, he, but he actually goes and he just spends hours and hours and hours to create this obscene, like overly complicated, overly complicated kind of situation, sure. just to kind of cause chaos. No. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's no, that's not game. it at all. The game is the game is um, it's a space exploration and <laughs> just an exploration in general game because you, you fly between planets, time. you land on the planets, you mine for materials, you build stuff up, become better at doing that. You try to follow the kind of thin storyline towards a final conclusion. Uh, it's a good game. It really did is. They, did they change the final ending of? No Man's Sky or still the same garbage? It, ending isn't the point of the game, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, no. No, the, I get it. I get it. It's just the way you said journey. it. Honest. It's just the way that the destination is the journey. I got you. I got you. I don't think they were ever concerned with making the ending poignant in any way. Right. Okay. Well, I mean... I, I would like to, I would like us to consider uh, as a group getting on it for you know so a couple of I days. Got, couple I got I got like 150 hours in that game, so I'll happily play. Oh really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm down. Well, but uh, let's just get on it. You know, it's free us on the Game Pass. You know, the the lovely lovely Game Pass, and uh, I think we'll check it out. So maybe we can can we can we um what's it called Twister. Twitter, Twitter, what's it called? Stream? What's it, what's it called, though? It's called something. Mixer? Mixer. Maybe we can mixer it, maybe? And... Sure, just like we did uh, Diablo, remember that? Yeah. We did that one time? Did we yeah, mixer it? Did we actually uh, mixer it? Yeah. One time. Yeah. Oh, well, that was fun. And did we need to go, which mixer did it go on, though? Yours, Roz, or ours? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't mine. Oh, see? That's cool. That's cool. Is the video up there? Can I see it? I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could find it, but I don't know if you remember. You were you, you were kind of like AFK for most of that. Was I? Oh, I think I was talking to some girl. <laughs> 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 All right. With that being said, we're moving on to uh, <laughs> here's the not E3 2020 press conference schedule. This article comes from Kotaku.com. So you want the full version? I'm just going to run through the, the tabs. We're not going to actually, you know, discuss anything about it. But if you want to see the full article, again, it's it's Kotaku.com slash here's not the 2020, you know, 
E3 conference. So, um, Summer Game Fest, May 12th at 12 p.m. Eastern time uh, is coming out. So that's going to be, these are all going to be online, of course. There's a Wholesome Direct, May 26th, 1 p.m. Eastern time. IGN Expo, June 5th, uh, to be announced. Gorilla Collective, June 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. PC Gaming Show, June 6th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Steam Game Festival, June 9th through the 14th. CD Projekt Red, Night City Wear, June 11th to, uh, to be announced. EA Play Live 2020, June 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, yeah. Day, of, day of the Devs, June 22nd at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Sega New Game Plus Expo, June 23rd at 11 a.m. Ubisoft Forward, July 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Microsoft Xbox 2020. July to be announced. So here's the thing. You guys already know if you've been listening to us for, you know, 100 plus episodes, we used to take a full episode and break down these these particular cons and these events and stuff. I don't think this is going to happen this time. This it, it, is so spread out that uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But maybe if I have the time and the wherewithal to gather just the nuggets of each one, we can do one, maybe one massive one at the end of the summer. Maybe. Uh, don't quote me on that though. Is there any is there anything that I, that I announced that you guys are interested in? I mean, the reason that they're doing this is since there's no E3, yeah. everybody is going out of their way to do their yep. big press announcements out of the way of everyone else. Instead yep. of having all the announcements come out over the next, over the same three days and everyone drowning each other out with their respective announcements, they you know, got together behind the scenes and said, hey, look, these are the dates we're going to do this. So everybody moved on and found their own release date for their press releases. Yep, yep, um, yep. I think I think honestly, the best thing to do would just, you know, as the weeks go by, just cover whatever came out that previous week. There's an idea. There's an idea. It Sorry. won't be it won't be overwhelming. Good point. Good point, because it is, uh, you know, a, a, you know, niche niche ones. But is this good for the gaming community? As uh, you think so? Why, why, Mr. Ross? Because E3 has become. I, I think we talked about it. E3 doesn't we really, did. you know, push gaming news the way it used to. It's right. all about, you know, whose voice is the loudest. So all these independent studios kind of just fall by the wayside. So this gives a chance for smaller studios or projects that don't have huge banner names behind them, like Electronic Arts, Activision, Bethesda, Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo, to actually have a platform. Oh, hey, look, this studio is doing that this day. Nobody else is going to be announcing anything that day. Cool. Go for it. Exactly. I I, 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 I agree agree 100%. Yeah. I agree. Well, so yeah, I guess that's what you can look forward to us doing micro coverages as long as these things pop up. Probably have to save these. Um, we already missed one or two. No, we missed one. We have the twenty sixth coming up. So that's no, we missed two. We so we missed two. We missed wholesome direct. And we missed summer game fest, which is funny because I didn't hear about that. But I looked them up and maybe we'll put this in, in video game news. This will last us a several weeks. So look forward to that as. Not E3 2020 coverage <laughs> begins uh, yeah. next week. Just so you know, the Summer Games Fest goes on the entire summer. Oh, it that's does. That's just the name of it. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, so that's it just um, starts on the 12th. 
Jeff Keeley, the guy that does the video game awards, that's right. his thing. So he's basically spread out everybody that doesn't have like their own big standalone press conference, like the ones I listed or the ones that you read off, is right. going to be using the Summer Games Fest as their platform. So that's going to be the the groundwork for another E3 then? Because what is not that what E3 was at the beginning? Less so, because this isn't really going to have the massive players. For right now. I don't see them. I think they've become very comfortable going their own way. I mean, you see Microsoft does their own, Sony does their own, Nintendo does their own, EA does their own, Bethesda does their own. It's shit. Like, if you're big, you do your own press conference now. Well, yeah, so... E3 uh, was dying. So. Yeah, yeah, so RIP E3. Uh, we, we lost you too soon. And with that being <laughs> said, we're actually moving on to uh, BlizzCon cancels its 2020 event and looks to early 2021 for virtual meeting. Hashtag gaming news. His article comes from redcarpetreporttv.com. Today... Uh, Blizzard announced uh, via BC website that the annual BlizzCon gathering will not happen in 2020. Instead, the company will be making plans for a virtual event to take place in 2021, uh, early 2021. So how do you guys feel about that? We just lost BlizzCon. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting any cons to happen this year. I'm still expecting for celebration to be postponed for until, until next year. So, I mean, we'll see. Listen, that's heresy. Please, please don't. Until we get a word, because I'm still trying to even if it's to an empty crowd and just doing it via uh, web to be in California uh, hosting a live panel to everybody watching us, you know, six feet apart, please, please, because I have we had so much fun in Chicago. I need this in my life. This is what I'm waiting for. But uh, yeah, yeah. So BlizzCon is gone. Do you think that? And I only bring this up because. Uh, a lot of companies are seeing the benefit in just keeping people home, period, regardless of the coronavirus, that they, you know, they're transitioning to virtual workplaces. Uh, a lot of places don't, don't see, you know, they don't need people to be come back or won't come back. They'll keep them at home. Do you think that the gaming community will see the benefit in hosting these events uh, virtually and remotely and that we may not have the large gatherings, renting space, renting uh, security, all that extra expense when you can just literally do some high budget uh, stuff and throw it up there on the web? What do you think? I mean, overall, I don't think it's a, it's 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 a horrible, but I mean, it's it also opens it up for a lot more people. Uh, the the fans they they can actually charge they they still want to charge something they can still charge like a minimal fee for like uh, what basically would be equivalent of Hall H, and instead of just having. 350 people or, or maybe a thousand people like they had over in in, in, uh, in Chicago, they can have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people watching mm-hmm. and you know, imagine the amount of money they could make. So instead of charging you know, 300 bucks for, for a ticket, they charge 15 or 20 bucks. Now, they're also increasing their revenue per event. So say I want to go and I want to pay 300 bucks and I get access to all the tickets and all things. I I guaranteed seat, guaranteed access to any and all of the special events, right? Now, on the other hand, I only want to go to one event here, one event there. I can cherry pick and I get paid a surcharge of 30 bucks, 25, whatever it is, and they're making money hand over fist because they're not limited to the amount of people that are allowed to go in. Are we not concerned about the the potential loss of the communal experience for gamers? I mean, mm. part, part, part of the 
I want to say part of the the joy of of participating in these events is to be around people like minded people, meet new people. I can't yeah. imagine you know doing a virtual Star Wars celebration as opposed to what we experience in both. Well, for me personally, uh, in Orlando and Chicago, versus sitting on my computer and, and you know kind of zooming it out. You know, are we so, concerned at all about the community, the loss of the communal experience? What the it's got to go back. Yeah, I was going to say, that's an interesting question, but we'll see how it happens because, I mean, Evo, which is the big fighting game championship that happens every year, that's going digital this year. And right. if it does really well, who knows if it'll ever come back um, to being an in-place, in-crowd situation. But conventions, they're definitely coming back because, you know, it's not so much about the audience, the convention holders and the attendees and the you know the the the, the speakers and whatnot. They're all about making money. The, the the Michael Winslows of the world, the the basically all the B and C and D tier you know yeah. artists. Um, cons are huge for them. That is a major revenue stream for them. Right. So oh, yeah. it is in their interest to keep cons going. So you're going to see probably next year a lot of these like lower level celebrities pushing for conventions to come back right. as soon as possible. Let alone Convention. the audience. The audience is for sure going to want. I mean, everybody wants to go. Yeah. yeah, everybody wants to go shake hands with their you know favorite wrestler or whatever. So and I, and I bet you there's the there's gonna the the next in the next big convention is uh, especially if it's to my repop, they're gonna have some celebrities that you'd never consider they would ever be going. Why? Besides the fact is that they have been they have been been living off residual checks for the last few months. But it's also a way to keep their name live and, and right. current. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it when it happens and it can have to be done safely. Um, either way, I will be wearing a filtered uh, door, a Stormtrooper helmet. All right. That's, that's what I'm talking about. All right. So we're going to move on to Gadgets R Us. Google's art app now turns your selfies into the, into famous masterpieces. And now this one hurts me particularly because I have a story to tell. In uh, what promises to be uh, – this article comes from gizmodo.com. There we go. What promises to be an excellent way to kill 10 minutes, the Google Arts and Culture app has been updated with new art transfer feature that will <laughs> apply the look of countless famous paintings and artists to your own photos using a machine learning techniques. Now, I'm actually looking at it as, as basically a picture of a dog has turned into many different uh, works of art. And I, one of them was the, I forget what it's called, but it was the Obama's Change poster. I saw a version of that for the dog. And here's the thing. I told this story before where my son was uh, running for secretary or vice president or something like that. And he wanted to me to design posters. I'm not a Photoshop guy, but I figured it out. I Googled it and, and I YouTubed it. And I was able to basically take my cell phone. I slicked his hair back. I threw him in front of, in front of the backdrop, put on the studio lights, took three or four photos, transferred the, the, the photo over and then you know, meticulously changed that picture into a really good replica of Obama's change poster. Uh, okay. uh, and it, it's, it's, it's probably one of the greatest things I've, I've ever accomplished because it just it just came out so well by step by step. And so now this app <laughs> can literally just press the button and it'll change it. I'm just like, oh my god, all that work. Um, any of you interested in this in this particular thing? I mean, it's kind of cool. I, I, I be honest, I'm not at all interested. I am because you know I have to do our, our photos for social media and I've been looking for a way to differentiate our photos from the other productions that I do and I need a quicker way than, than having to Photoshop all our photos. No, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. But I, I saw just, it personally. Mm. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Spent 
15 minutes on it and then i haven't really looked at it again oh really yeah of course yeah but i think it's something i'm really interested in especially as i'm trying to further uh, diversify what my productions look like and definitely i think the geek bros can maybe use this utilize this just for the photos i think it'll be fun shut up i want to try it i want to try it. see what happens if it doesn't work it doesn't work i will never do it again so um <laughs> but you guys should check it out it looks cool it looks I, I can see it i can see it now you know garbanzo and it, it's, it's van gogh's starry night exactly could you imagine i think yeah, that's that's just, if it's back yeah no okay whatever so look, look yeah. forward to future thumbnails and or instagram posts you know that we take before has and in beautifully inspired portraits of many different artists from Google Arts and Culture app. Look forward to that. So we're going to move on to question of the day. Now this article comes from uh, what was it? Gizmodo. Uh, Gizmodo.com and I'm not really reading the, the article. It has nothing to do with that. It's a question that I'm posing. Is our fascination with canon, is it killing the way we value stories? Now what I've and I've heard this article this this um I've heard this argument before uh, regarding um how canon for certain movie franchises, certain stories, certain lures stifle the creative process of future storytellers and storytelling. Because then they because then they are they are confined to what came before and then of course have to be especially if they're in a in a a corporate mechanism, they are stifled what they can project to the future because whatever they write then has to then be adhered to in the future kind of thing. And I I understand that, but I absolutely disagree when it comes to kill, killing that our fascination with canon is killing stories because canon and lore mean something to me. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about this. Do you think canon, especially fandom and their rigidity with canon, this goes with Star Wars, this goes with, with, with Star Trek, this goes with Doctor Who, um, Doctor Who a lot lately from what I heard what do you guys think about canon and, and, and whether or not it, we as fans are spoiled man babies for expecting the creatives to to, to respect it Garbanzo go ahead <laughs> uh, alright so here's the when it comes to canon um, it, there's there's two there's two ways of looking at it whether it's the, the the holy symbol and it's like disgracing disgracing a cross in, in a Catholic church, um, there's other individuals who are, are a little bit more understanding and 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 um, and get that sometimes stories change, society changes, and things have to continue going. You know, to adjust. Um, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Like I love the canon. I love canon because it, it kind of gives it substance for me. But for me, it's like if there's a reasonable explanation for it. All right, fine. Like, it, <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? I mean, because because when you break okay. canon, you're you're not explaining away okay. why you canon. You're just breaking canon, kind of okay. thing. Okay, but here's the thing. That's the thing. Is it, it, it's? I'll give you a perfect example. Breaking canon, treating a character one way for the majority of the time the character's been alive, then towards the end, changing his whole character, and then not explaining why. We now, discussed. We we just we we me and you personally discussed. We weren't going to talk about Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi anymore. We weren't talking about this anymore. So why I, you I wasn't this even. Up? I wasn't even. I know. I know. Just with you. I wasn't even bringing that up. <laughs> Carry but, on. But here, but but my point. What, what I'm trying to say is that as long as as long as there's a way to bridge the two and explain it one way or the other, 
or even I mean, retconning happens all the time. Uh, it's just it's just part of of storytelling. Sometimes stories just become better that way. If things evolve, things change. Some people are scared of change. Personally, I no longer, you know, I love, I, I have what I believe is a canon, and 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 I go from there, and that's it. It's not that big of a deal. It's to so each their own. So we should all have our own head cannons. What you're saying? If that's if that's what makes you happy at the end of the day, then who am I to take that away from you? So then I can I can take the last Jedi and say it's no longer can- canon. Then yes, sure. You go can, straight to Rise of Skywalker. And I, I can also I can also say that you know that that. Uh, that a lot of things that well, <laughs> look at Ross. Father. Ross, stop again, <laughs> Ross. You're up. <laughs> Honestly, man, <laughs> what was the last media? I guess um, <laughs> uh, story uh, amalgamation that you have experienced that hasn't shat all over canon. So what does it matter? Star Trek, fucking uh, Discovery, completely threw away all canon. Oh, uh, Star Wars, yeah. what's canon? Yeah, it, yeah, I don't need to go any further. It, it doesn't mean anything. Who's that? Who is that? I don't know. It was weird. Wait, who I, was that? I'm oh, sorry, guys. Right. We just got a, a message from that's, that's Squeezy Bits. Oh, get in there! All right, Squeezy Bits will be joining us. I can't wait to tell him to get in. Tell him to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Squeezy Bits is jumping in. Uh, see that's what happens when we when we're recording and people start messaging us. But uh, great, I can get Squeezy Bits's um, thing. Tell him to hurry up. I want to get him on. I want to ask him this question. You see, and, and I and I get the. But you see, Roz, your response is kind of like a defeatist attitude, kind of in, in my way, like you know. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I it kind of. I see what you're saying, me. and and when I say when I say it doesn't matter, I, I'm I'm being, I'm being glib. Of course, it's 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 not so much that it doesn't matter. It's just, you know, does canon matter? And are we shitting on our properties by insisting that stories stick to canon? I think not. I think canon matters because that's what I want to hear. Yes, it, it absolutely sets a thread that you can follow from the inception of a story to the I end. I agree. That said. You know, sometimes, like Garbanzo said, some canon stories gotta go. Some are problematic. Some were written in the '60s when racism was kind of okay, so you gotta get rid of it. No, of course. But you know, updating a story to you know drive with the current times is not the same as completely throwing away thirty or forty years of character development. I agree. Than having agree. somebody die, you know, after being a hologram on a salty planet. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah that's it yeah and i agree i agree i yep. think that 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 any and not to say that i'm a professional writer you know i used to fancy myself as a you know as a creative writer just off the side doing my own thing and um I used to have to have to write with my my, my brother at the time. We we, we co-wrote um, a few unpublished books together uh, called Scorn. It was a three volume series that we turned into a really really mediocre uh, web series. That you know when I first started the studio, and also we were doing animations and when we were adapting one of his stories called High School Days D A Y S into High School Days uh, D A Z E, uh, and writing with him and, and trying to to fit. 
because it was supposed to be a sequel to his story, but having to write a sequel to his story that nobody ever read was hard. And so we had to I had to somehow both honor his his canon, his storylines, and still refer to the past, you know, in a way that, that the audience could understand. Did I do I think we, we succeeded? No. But it was still an interesting animated show from, from Go Animate. But it, it, it's but it's a challenge and that's and it, that's the it, thing. It's, it's like a challenge, but any good writer, and I'm not a great writer, I'm not even a good writer, I'm 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 average at best. Any good writer, especially if you're paid for it and you're professional, should be able to work with the limitations and still be able to craft a meaningful story. You can still yes. probably tell the same story or the Absolutely. Same, or convey the same message or, or the same themes, but while fitting it into the established canon or else why are you writing for this property if 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 you can't do it and with that said okay uh, uh good uh squeezy bits hey what's up listen we are actually on, we are on the uh question of the day and the question is i want to get your get your turn before we move on to, to your segment actually um oh damn yeah is our is our fascination with canon killing the way we value stories in other words is the fandoms community uh consistently you know being rigid with the canon of a franchise or storyline, is it stifling creators in creating new content for said properties? What do you think? Oh, dude, I um, <laughs> I um, I'm a big fan of like canon stuff. Yeah, but like if a good if a story is good, a story is good, man. Like uh, all right, like for example, you watch Rick and Morty stuff. If any of that stuff weren't canon, I'd be okay with it. Is it is it what is it like an anthology or something? Like yeah, that? it was the mm-hmm. opposite of canon. Right. I'm a big fan of stuff like that. I guess like Final Fantasy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. People need to go back to those years where anthology was, you know, great story. But what about the lore, Squeezy Bits? What about the lore of properties that have sp- that span decades and generations? Should new creators be able to ignore the history of a character as a franchise of a, of a reality just to tell what they consider to be a, a good story? Um, I don't know. I, that's a little too detailed for me. I mean, like, I mean, like, isn't the Bible like that's all canon? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna talk about stuff that's that's the I most canon podcast. thing. I love everything. it. Um, I mean, yeah, it, there's a time and place for everything. If the if the story requires canon, that's great. But tell a good story, and I don't care if ev- ev- everybody's related and if like, oh, this is the who's cousin of what. So um, with 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 a good story, uh, a good standalone story, maybe that how it fits into the broader world that that it may be uh, representing. Yeah. Um. For example, if you look at um, who's Tarantino? He there. There's a whole like um uh story. Like every character is supposedly related to each other, but every story for Tarantino movies, they're all individual. But like if you ever watch like, or if you ever read some of his interviews and stuff, like they actually bring up like, oh yeah, this person's actually related to this person, and this person's related to another person. Um, I'm okay. Okay with canon, and I'm. Okay. I think you, I think your your example more uh, refer more more closely references um, referential. Yeah, uh, what is what is the what does he call his universe? Um, Kevin Smith's universe. Oh, the uh, Yeah, the Viewerskewverse, which is which is yeah, it's 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 a universe, but they all they're all individual stories mm-hmm. that barely if ever um, 
refer to each other. Maybe some characters cross over here well, and there. So I mean, they, they, but the thing is that when he does it, he does it differently than everybody else in, in that aspect because he gives homage to the cant to to, to the yeah. other movies, whereas he doesn't directly dr- derive from them. But he more like yeah, he'll, right. he'll he'll mention like you know what like oh remember like that one time on that one movie that thing happened <laughs> and then moves on. Even characters, well, yeah. even characters that are consistently in different movies as similar characters have completely different stories in each movie and in, in funky ways like Brody from Mallrats. He, he plays Brody every time he appears, except for, I think, uh, Clerks 2, where he was the guy that did, uh, what is it, MadDuckets.com or some shit. But anyway, like, it, it, that's, that doesn't really follow canon. I mean, Kevin Smith himself says he doesn't give a shit about canon. It's all about oh, what's right. funny in that movie. Um, Quentin doesn't really have a canon throughout his movies. A better example, though, would be Kill Bill 1 and 2. If we now get a Kill Bill three, mm-hmm. and in Kill Bill three, you know the girl that's coming back to kill the bride is actually, you know, uh, a seven foot tall Asian you know, one. Yeah, that's hot. I like that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say a seven foot tall Hispanic dude. That's Asian, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that's, but that, but Roz, that's a reimagining. So I mean. Would it be a reimagining? I mean, it is Quentin making his exactly his twenty year later sequel. Jesus, it's been twenty years. I just want to point that out. Great, great movie. Well, I'm going to leave it up to you guys, the audience. Please, by all means, what do you think about canon? Is it killing us, killing our stories, and how we value stories? Are we are we are we too rigid with with uh, timelines, or should we just enjoy it and and, and move forward? Email us, keeprose at zero at yahoo.com. This seriously, I would love to hear from you guys because it, it's interesting. It's an interesting question, and it's becoming something of a of a trending topic on YouTube. And on, let me do the Disney thing. <laughs> Stop. You guys gotta stop typing when I'm talking. Um, all right, so moving on to Squeezy Bits Picks, and the oh, man, man with the legend actually is here. He sent me two articles. So, uh, hey, Squeezy Bits. Hey, actually, uh, uh, guys, would you mind if I did a uh, quick Garbanzo's Corner? Because I actually want to go eat dinner. And I, and I do apologize. It's just that I just wanted to. Uh, what do you, you want to do for You want to do the Disney? Disney yeah, yeah, just, a, just, a, just, a, it just it, that's all I needed. Only, okay. only uh, if you I, do the Squeezy Bits I, Picks afterwards, too. It's only two minutes. It's quick. I will gladly do that. Fine. Okay, yes. so 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 Garbanzo's corner. Excuse me. Disney World sets reopening date. Garbanzo. All right. So uh, I am actually really excited. The magic is coming back. Uh, they've already opened up Disney Springs, and looking like July 11th, uh, Walt Disney World will be opening. And then following Monday on July 15th, um, um, the uh, rest of the major parks will be opening. Um, I believe that right now it's uh, Epcot and. And um, um, Hollywood Studios. I do believe that Animal uh, Animal Kingdom is also opening on the fifteenth, but it has not been confirmed. At least not to the the, the article that I read. Um, I'm I'm super stoked. I'm super excited. They're uh, they're taking huge precautions. Um, you have to wear a mask while in the park. You have to abide by the six foot thing. They're minim- They're 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 actually using square footage to uh, decide how many people are allowed in the park uh, on the rides. Uh, how close can they be? Every single time is being sanitized down. So there's going to be queues that people are going to have to ride together, like families in pods. Okay, that's going to be interesting. They require masks in the park uh, outside. <laughs> The heat. I'm really curious about how what they're going to do about about that because I can see them having a rash of of of, of uh, you know not heat strokes. What is it? Um, what, Roz, what are you going to say? I can't hear you, Roz. I know that's great. What? 
<laughs> this happens. I was saying but, die. Great. Fewer people. More for me to ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I going to be outside yeah. selling the fans that spray water. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. But actually, they they will be providing uh, masks for those who do not have them or who do not purchase. Who you know, they they're giving them away at the, at the entrance. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be doing anything special for annual pass holders or anything like that. I don't know, like uh, maybe a special like Mickey mask, uh, maybe, maybe special Mickey mask or something. I don't know yet. We'll find out. Um, with little of, fans in it. Instead of, instead, yeah. of, instead of magnets, we get ones with little filters in it or something like that. I don't know. Um, but there's there's still a lot going on. I'm still trying to put together my plans because um, I need right now things have been. Uh, just kind of rough and with everything going on and I need a little magic in my life. Luckily I have an amazing family and support system uh, and, okay. and friends, but that's, uh, so I, I assume, I assume magic. that you're considering going. Yes. When soon, shortly, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. can I ask you a question? Why Disney and not the beach? This is Disney. Why, 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 why do you feel like, like you're more comfortable going to Disney further away and it's under the same, you know, with the same risk, if not more, but not the beach, which is local. Because you did mention you weren't going to go. So I'm curious. Is there because a difference? The thing is that because people, because here's the thing um, you go to those parks and you abide by their rules or you get kicked out. At the beach, what are they going to do? They start fights. People will see that. I've already seen those videos and I'm not happy. And honestly, I, That's right. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I'm sorry. And, I, I don't mean to. to and to, and and, to. and 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 what I was also <laughs> going to mention is also <laughs> is that I I also have I I it's it's my it's it's our happy place, man. Uh -huh. It's it's yeah. a it's a place it's a place where like with as all the negativity, it's like the memories I have attached to that park, to those places, to those things. Like I I need to sit down and watch the Muppet 3D. That just, sounds like a big jar of hypocrisy to me. No, I know. <laughs> no, listen, I know. you have to understand. Something. It means it means a lot to this man because that is where. Our previous host uh, got engaged, and that's a huge moment for Garbanzo. So that's the reason why he, that Magic Kingdom, you know, means a lot to him. Yeah, it's, that's also that family engaged there too. <laughs> Who? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was being. I was being sarcastic. Oh my bad. I was being sarcastic. I was I was trying to get a rise out of him, saying like, no, okay. no, you fucker. That's not what that's I. That's all right. That's all right. That's what he gets. All right. So let's quickly. Uh, I need to take another photo, guys. While while since it's all fours before you you get out of here. So wait, wait, no, he's gonna air, do squeezy bits picks too. I know we're still gonna take a picture, oh, but I don't want to forget. I, I don't want to forget. So really quick, guys. Uh, sorry, guys. We need to do this because it's just it's required. All right, Yo, let's go. I did my ish already, dude. No, no more talking. Do it, do it. Thank you. All right, so we're back. We are back. That's the fourth photo. Oh, we look good. We look good. Did you put the this? All right, <laughs> the all-seeing eye. Um, all right, so Squeezy Bits picks. Um, this is so Squeezy Bits. Is you're here, you're gonna hit it. Robert Robert Downey Jr. drops Marvel for DC with Netflix show Sweet Tooth. What is that about Squeezy Bits? Oh damn, dude! I thought it was the video that I sent earlier. You didn't send me a video. You sent I me sent... two links. Oh my goodness! I don't even know what I sent... you sent me the article, bro. Oh, this one's. A... Uh, can you uh, just share this one? I did this one just like right before the show. <laughs> <laughs> this one's two minutes. I promise. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just, squeeze his pigs. He, he he sends me these. 
right. Oh man. Okay. Uh, we'll discuss yeah. that. No one sent me the outline. Someone. <laughs> well, I didn't know that you, but you sent me the article. I assumed you read it before you sent it to me. Oh, I. I well, sorry. I'm uh, about um, two white claws or three white claws deep. You know. Oh, that's right. All right. Here we go. Squeeze it. Got a handsome, handsome man right there. There you go. Oh. Guys, it's your boy Squeezy Bits, and I guess I'm gonna be introducing myself and my own segment as Squeezy Bit Pick. I don't know. <laughs> How close is too close? <laughs> so exciting. So a couple of weeks ago, Darkflex asked a question that really hit home. How do you come back to games that you haven't finished or haven't even started? Or some question in that form. So I too have a bunch of games that have been shelved harder than an R&B artist signed under Diddy's Bad Boy Records. So much dust I need airborne to even start my PlayStation. Just kidding. I've been buying digital games because my kids are destroyers of media. Maybe digital dust? Yeah, digital dust. A digital dust collection. Digital dust. That's a thing. The list of games that I've flipped, finished, or beaten. I don't know any other ways to say it, but the list is so much shorter. Zelda Breath of the Wild, finished-ish, I guess. Final Fantasy VIII, I think I finished. And Grand Theft Auto V, part <laughs> before they sent out all the DLC and the extra stuff. And those are really the only games that I feel like I've actually finished. There is one game that I have most certainly finished to 100%, including the DLC. Mirror Automata. The second time to completion. <laughs> to completion. <laughs> Even introduced it to my kids and we're almost done with it. Not Again, 2018 Game of the Year nominee, a PlayStation 4 exclusive, Marvel's Spider-Man. was a bit of a surprise because Spider-Man games all have the same kind of formula. Dope, costume, shoot webs, swing around New York, fight bad guys. There's always a honeymoon period right before the divorce with Spider-Man games. I guess it's a byproduct. <laughs> Character's popularity and underperforming game developing. But this game has that je ne sais quoi. The developers of the game je have applied so much polish to it. Thank you, Insomniac. From the moment you swing out of Peter Parker's apartment window, you feel the refinement. And at that very moment, estoy enganchado. This game has such a flow and fluidity, everything from the swinging to the fight mechanics and the storytelling. If you haven't already played this game, totally check it out. Sorry, let me get to the point of this video. My question is, do you guys have a game that you keep coming back to even after you've already completed it and um juices you know I, I, it makes me wonder um i've always wanted to ask you what are you on when you um <laughs> when you're recording squeezy bits it's like a combination of alcohol and coffee <laughs> is that what it is true story so, so repeat your questions just so we all um everybody, you know hears it again so basically i I, it's a game that I keep coming back to, and I just, for some reason, I can't let it go. I've finished it to 100%. I've finished all everything on it. And it seems to, I think it's the only game that I've ever done that to. And I'm wondering, do you guys have a game that has the same effect on you guys? Maybe we can start with... Um, that is a good question. Okay. Uh, you're also, I can't hear you, Garbanzo. What would you say? I still can't hear. You. What, what happens to you guys' How mics? About that? How about what? that? Sorry about That's that. Good. I apologize, Jim. What is going on with you guys' mics when we're not speaking for a while? <laughs> I don't know. I, I apologize. Um, I one of the biggest things for one of the biggest games for me that actually I keep on going back to, and I've been going back to in this game for going on almost close to a decade, uh, is actually Warframe. Um, it's I think it's only because I put so much money and time into it. It's like I just don't want to. I don't want to stop. I, I feel guilty. Uh, but more recently, actually, I'm I'm playing um, uh, the the Jedi Jedi Fallen Order again. I'm playing again for a secondary playthrough. Um, but there's there's a couple games out there that I've I, 
I, I, I guess I always find myself going back to it. Like I've I've gone back to just to, for nostalgia reasons, I guess, uh, including games like um, uh, Halo and and just just classic. Just I want to go and just experience that that remembrance that of that game over and over again. But yeah, but well, there's a few of them for me. Mr. Roz. Yeah, there, like he said, there's a few. Um, everything from like it used to be Morrowind that I'd go back to, but then kind of been doing that with Skyrim lately. Um, gosh, there's so many. The Halo series is a good jump. Uh, Star Ocean 2, a game for the PlayStation 1 that I loved. And, you know, every couple years I'll, I'll pull my disc out and play a few hours like, ah, oh, yeah, I really like this game. And that's enough of that. Um, Chrono Trigger, another game from like oh, a thousand yeah. years ago. That, oh, God. Like, yes. Honestly, if yep, yep. I'm on a desert island and I have ten games, that's like the first three games, you know, Chrono Trigger three times. But yeah. Final Gears. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, it's it's Civilization Six all day, every day. I will pump up my old PC laptop, which is where it's the old piece of where it's installed because I don't have the CD anymore, and I will play that, and I'll play that thing for days and weeks and months over and over and over even the same game i usually do the epic or the is it marathon and i'll play it and i'll play it and i'll play it and i'll play it until i get bored and, and then i'll put it away for a little bit but that's the game but I, I was i was thinking about it like well who do i do that and it clicked in my mind civilization six all the time and i think i'm gonna play it tonight but other it's than not that, that old it's not that old no no well yeah it's what 2016 it came out so it's four years so that's that's um that's that's not that bad uh other than that it would be like I like I mentioned I think um, on a group chat uh, the Tenshi Muyo uh, the game ROM I oh I will I'll go back to that every once in a while and also what actually got me into RPGs uh, Mario RPG I'll play that ROM it's a great that, game that game is great um, those those are I'll go back to but definitely civilizations if I had to choose one civilizations all day every day so. Yes, that is my answer. Um, so, Squeezy Bits, do you want to... You, did you say you didn't read those articles that you sent me, you little bastard? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I like, I really like the title, if you guys want to talk about it. It's really interesting how, like, Robert Downey Jr. has pretty much evolved into Mr. Marvel. Like, I don't know any bigger Marvel character now than that is Iron Man. And if yeah, you, at you the know, same time, I think it kind of typecasted him because because besides I think Sherlock Holmes, uh, anything else he's popped up in has Dr. Doolittle that that did terrible. It it, it bombed. It bombed so bad. It, it bombed so bad that that I think it brought him back to the table with Marvel. That's how for way bad. cheaper. For way cheaper. That's how bad because he realizes it's not him. It's his character. And I think that was a very humbling experience for him. Is that is that? So uh, the article comes from not what is that? NME. Enemy. Yeah. Oh, enemy. Ah, oh, enemy.com. <laughs> oh, look at that. Robert Downey Jr. has announced his next project, Netflix series Sweet Tooth. The show is adapted from DC Comics series of the same name by Jeff Lurney. 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 Lemire. This is an M. Looks like an N. Lemire. Uh, marking a leap from Iron Man uh, actor to from Marvel to DC. So, anybody know what Sweet Tooth is? I don't no. know what that's about. Uh, I've never I, heard of 
but sadly, gentlemen, I, I do have to bolt for tonight. Uh, it has been always an absolute pleasure for each and you know to be with. By you all means, you sexy beast. Give us a shout promotion. All right, uh, just uh, for those who want to uh, catch me on Instagram, it's a b e a n t k e two seven eight. The same on Twitter. Uh, also on Facebook, I got Bronzo's Corner, and uh, I love you all. Please be well. Please be safe, and uh, you know, have fun. I know that's Bye. right. Love the shirt. Enjoy sucker. your dinner. Well, <laughs> send a picture of the, of the food. Um, so Sweet Tooth is um, is a comic book that uh, DC put out on the Vertigo imprint. They're more adult oriented comics. Oh, okay. Um, Jeff Lemire's comic is pretty interesting. I have the full run if you want to borrow it. Um, it's a half human, half deer kid. That's no, no, no. Okay. Right. Got a really man. It's such a good comic too. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But then again, I mean, I don't know. Do you like good things? <laughs> hey, I do like good things. Then I think you should borrow it and try it. Okay, the sweet tooth. Uh, the sweetest things are worth waiting for. Susan and I are producing Netflix original series Sweet Tooth. So okay, well, uh, at Max meet Bambi. See, I think yeah, I, yeah sure, yeah. <laughs> Is it really? Sorry, yeah. I'm just reading it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, the most ironic thing is that he's directing, like, a DC movie. Who is? Like, I mean, it, I'm DC, like, Netflix thing, isn't it? Oh. Like, that's, that's yeah, what the article's yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, the article is clickbait because the way it sounds is like, oh, my God, he's leaving Iron Man and joining DC. And that's definitely not what it is uh, at all. But that's why I was like, yeah, I want to, you know, read this. I was like, oh, wait, this is what is sweet to. So, <laughs> but, uh, of course, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I might check it out because I've been... I've been surprised a lot lately with random shows that I read the, the article, like the feed and upload and and the, the man, the man in the the high castle. These are things I just read the you know synopsis for. I said, ah, why not play? So I'll check it out. You know, Ross, you gonna check it out? Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm watch it. I'm definitely. Uh, I love it. We're gonna review it and see what happens. All right, the next article that Squeezy Bit said that he didn't read. Uh, <laughs> Crayola unveils, unveils new packs of crayons that reflect the world's skin tones, and I, I think this is definitely something that's happening. This is coming from this. This is an article of CNN.com. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Why did you feel this was? Appropriate for Squeezy Bits picks on on a Geek Bros podcast. What 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 came out? What sparked your interest? Because there's so much right and wrong with this particular crayon box that I'm thinking about in my mind. I mean, like that's the best part about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you know, like uh, Crayola's being uh, politically correct at this point. Because um, a couple of days ago, like my kid was like. You know, he was really discovering, like, oh, my my classmate is brown, and I'm, uh, you know, my other classmate's white, and he says his color is peach. So I'm like, oh my goodness, how do I? Hey, uh... don't feel it. My son used to say that his 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 skin tone was apricot, so it's all good. <laughs> he did. He said he's apricot. Oh, great. We're raising fruits. Yes. Um, and then that's how, like, that's why I thought, like, this whole thing. In fact, I tried to order a box last night, and they're on pre-order. Um, you can actually order uh the older eight pack on Amazon. The bigger crayons really? um, but i just thought that this was kind of i mean like if if you know like the only politically correctness that i kind of like because i like crayons <laughs> there's just something about opening a box of crayons and mm-hmm. and finding finding which one is your skin tone yes <laughs> yes you imagine i think it should be the first, i should order one of these and the first first time that the geek bros can get back together again we should all hold up our individual crayons or i think that'd be hilarious draw yeah, ourselves i think it's cool do you do you really 
Of course. Man, dude, for years, Crayola, what was it? They had um, Peach used to be called Flesh. It was the only skin tone they had. So you had to be white. That's the only color they had that was skin tone. I mean, right. So right. shit, yeah. Get away More with representation. <laughs> like, absolutely. I, I don't see, like, the only person that would have a problem with this is somebody who's like a professional umbrage taker. Like, I want to be outraged and this is the best I got. <laughs> I don't know. I just think I just think that 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 you're giving <laughs> a box of colors to stating it's 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 uh it's it's the colors of the world, and there are just so many awful people out there that can turn something that's 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 genuinely uh, uh you know cultural and diverse and uplifting, and they really turn this into something nasty. Like what are racist? Like, like, like I see this, I just see this becoming like a a really nasty TikTok thing in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that the, immediately when I thought that I was like, ah, crap, the trolls are gonna come out and they're gonna they're gonna figure out how to turn something so so nice and genuine into something you know racially charged. So that's a great that, way to know who is a racist, and then you can just like you know cut them out your life. It's really cool that way. Well, I mean, yeah. worst case scenario, they color like a black person and like Asian color crayon. Bruno Mars. I don't know. Like there the, you go. I, I like it. I like <laughs> it. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So that's it for Squeezy Bits Pick. Squeezy Bits. Next time you give me articles and you jump on the podcast, you read them <laughs> and, you t- oh. and you report on them. All right. <laughs> I heard we just need. I heard we just needed extra bodies. So I'm like, oh, dude, I need to jump on, man. Oh, we do. We do. We do. No, listen, Squeezy Bits. You're welcome to join anytime. The more the merrier. You know. So whenever you're free, because you're, I'm not going to remove your name from the from the Skype. It's going to ring all the time. Join in. And I tell everybody, even if you're running late, just pop on. It, you, you, you'd be surprised how we're like, oh, my God, look who's popping on. So just I don't uh, always my have my hair did, though. So that is why I wear the beanie that I got from J.J. Abrams, allegedly, in Chicago last year. So uh, moving on to open sure. mic, <laughs> Star Wars New Era of Storytelling has been delayed. This article comes from Gizmodo.com. Uh, do, 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 do. I, uh, Star Wars.com has officially confirmed that its upcoming storytelling and publishing initiative, The High Republic, a series of interconnected novels, ooh, canon, and comics follows the Jedi Order in, in a period approximately 200 years before the events of Star Wars, of the Star Wars movies, uh, has, due to general market delays... <laughs> Sorry, what are you show- I was wondering what that was. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you showing me? Because it was it was blinking out. I'm like, it's really long. That's what she said. Um, has been has been delayed due to general market delays and uh, like me so many things right now. The unprecedented times is delaying it. Of course, the coronavirus and all that it's doing uh, is being pushed back to January 2021. So. It's supposed to kick off on August 25th this year, but that's a long delay. I guess um, they're not going to be pushing out any of that stuff. Originally, it was going to be the novels The Light of the Jedi and and The Test of Courage were going to be released uh, coming up, but I guess not. How do we feel about this? Because I personally with with the with the mandalorian and the last four episodes of uh clone wars season seven i was curious about this and i was hopeful about this because technically it's still in canon or in lore but it's so far removed from the original trilogy the prequels the sequel trilogy anything like that that time frame that they had more wiggle room to play around with because th- there is no canon or established lore for that time uh, outside of whatever's randomly mentioned here and there and legends doesn't count anymore how do you guys feel with the delay and and uh do you think this is going to be good for for future storytelling give more time to work on it or it's just like nothing I'm disappointed, basically, with what I'm saying. 
Um, come on, I rise! Get... Come on, rise! Don't give me that. Look. I really wanted it to happen. Oh, okay. so I mean, okay. we've had it's nothing but delays, man. Like, hopefully, it's like you were saying, more time for them to polish it. That, that, and you know what? That's because... the only silver lining that I have is that more time. Ah, nothing, because nothing. I really like the Mandalorian, but it definitely could have used more polish. Yes, yeah. true. It definitely did. So, shit, give them more production time, please, please. Oh God, please. Um, squeeze a bit. Uh, I'm. I see, it really sucks that everything is delayed. Everyone's pretty much starting on zero or like the fifty percent right um, pause, and um, it's it's. I was you know the only thing that I actually related to in the Star Wars series is Solo and uh, the Mandalorian because at first it, it doesn't require Solo, you... Solo the movie or yeah, the character. yeah Solo the, Solo the movie, the movie? Ranger I mean, Solo I, I... right gotcha. <laughs> I, mean, I can't. The Mandalorian was great. Like, I, oh, it's the only God. Star Wars thing that I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. I can't wait till the next thing comes out. I'm uh, the other Star Wars stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, it's Star Wars. It's kind of cool, you know, Star Wars. Think, my kids love it. You ever seen the like, Clone Wars? Which one's that? <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, no. But um, I was actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but no, it really it's terrible that everything pretty much got paused. And um, if I'm I can't wait for the next Mandalorian or season two or whatever. I'm which I pre-ordered it is here, so I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I I pre-ordered one of those baby Yodas. I don't know. I might be the most terrible Star Wars fan ever, but hey, that's. You know, Mandalorian. I want, one. I, I want a baby Yoda, but I don't. I completely forget to pre-order mine. Oh well, mm-hmm. I'll just wait. I have time. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. But yeah, so let's see. Let's hope. I mean, is there any? I guess I'll ask Roz. Anything that you hope will be um, d- discussed, revealed? I personally hope they don't touch Yoda at all. That's just me. But is there anything that you hope that they would? I'm pretty sure they won't touch Yoda <laughs> because, oh gosh, I, that's all I was gonna. I, I was gonna agree with you. Yeah, I hope they won't. Because the thing is, that that two hundred years, he'd be what? He'd be what? Six hundred? Four? I don't know. Whatever it is. He'd be. He'd, he'd still be. You know, in his later knight. years. He'd be a knight. You know, so yeah. He'd, and I just, I just don't want them to be like, this is a great, ex- you know, great excuse for us to bring Yoda out and explain some of him or put him on other adventures. Let's make more CGI's of him backflipping around. And- yeah, or 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 figure out how to do it practically, like they like they kind of did in in the. <laughs> Dark Crystal. Could you imagine? Oh, could, you, no. I mean, could you imagine? So I just, I just, I hope they don't touch Yoda. Leave him alone. You can mention him. Oh, this is a great Jedi out there. He's really great. He's the chosen one. Yoda. He's over there. But don't, don't, please don't leave him alone. He's, he's. I think the more you explain him, and I, that's why I really hope that Baby Yoda has absolutely nothing to do with Yoda in any way, shape, or form. Just his species. And I actually really hope that my, my, my. Um, what is it? My prediction is true that that the Yoda species only come in in, in pairs, and there are virgins in the Force. The Force wills them into existence whenever, every once in a while, when when one dies. I'd love it if you something like that. They're actually a manifestation of the Force. Okay, so the so the okay, I see where you're going. Because so the Mandalorian I, is looking for Yaddle, is what you're saying. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Mandalorian is looking for um, somebody to train this, this, this. Uh, but I, but I personally believe though that the Yoda species is they're so enigmatic. You've only seen, you've only ever seen two, and the other one was was a woman. So the theory is that there's only ever there's only two at any given time in the universe, and that they are force sensitive. They're highly force sensitive. They're highly gifted, and they're put into the universe to either balance things or or or, or, or upset things, or at least find some kind of. They have a purpose, and. 
but they'll just appear sporadically somewhere kind of thing i believe they're literally just manifestations of force kind of kind of like what um anakin was but that's just me and i really hope that's what all it is is that he's not yoda's child he's not related to yoda anyway he's literally is you know yoda's species and this species are a manifestation of the force that needs to put this particular thing in the universe every every couple of generations or whatever just like just just for whatever as a presence for all i care but uh other than that anything else uh in the in the um high republic that you hope that they would tackle and you know I don't know much about that time frame, so I don't know what I'd want them to. But the thing is, though, is that wasn't there supposed to be peace? So you can't go too crazy with the High Republic because the biggest real big war that they were discussing was the the Clone Wars. And I think didn't um, Palpatine say there hasn't been a war in a, in a thousand years, a thousand generations yeah. since this, like a large scale war? We, talk, we talked about this. Canon. What? It doesn't matter. They're just going to change it to what? what they need. Right, but they just said it right here. They said it right here, canonical, and it's supposed to be overarching. So hopefully, but yeah, you're right. I am one of those mad babies. I do believe in canon. I hope they don't mess with canon. So we're going to drop this and move on to Skyrim Grandma's taking a break because of internet assholes. <laughs> Article comes from Kotaku.com. I just find it really funny to me. Um, Skyrim Grandma, also a.k.a. Shirley Curry, um, is one of the most pure, honest, and wholesome video game streamers around. It is absolutely heartbreaking to learn that uh, she she she's had to make a new video specifically for those who cannot stop upsetting her. In a video posted earlier this month, but only gained traction over the weekend, which is part of the problem we're getting with at the moment, Curry explains that she's tired of constantly being on the receiving end of comments that range from irritating to hurtful. Quote, I know I shouldn't let these things stress me out, but they do. She says, from now on, I will respond very, very few comments. I will be deleting a lot of comments. Uh, and an important uh, thing to note here is that she's not going to be talking about openly abusive comments. Instead, it's largely comments where some asshole thinks she's uh, they're being helpful or, or instead they're mansplaining, basically, and stuff like that. So she's, yeah, she's going to be taking a break uh, because of slight, mild, and intense you know trolling and this is what I and this is what I'm talking about when it came to that whole box of crayons thing is that there are just those people out there that ruin anything that's wholesome or good and that's that gets them off and here you are you're you're pretty much for lack of a better word bullying you know a sweet old lady who, who who's a gamer because you're being yourself so why 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 are we doing this why are we doing what exactly being no. this way. No, Wait, why are people assholes? Exactly. Why Why does this have to be? And, and how does you know stuff like this make you feel? Because there's a bunch of people out there that are fucking you know, emotionally stunted that get a rise out of ruining other people's lives. Right. You know, this, this old lady was just playing Skyrim and there's a bunch of gatekeepers yelling at her saying, hey, you're playing it wrong. You should be doing this or this or that. So, But like you're saying, why? You just got to move on, man. Because if you let these people and their negativity control you, then you'll never do anything. Because anything agree? you ever do, you're going to be like, mm, shit, I wonder if someone's going to troll me. Can you agree that part of the the charm, not the charm, part of the um, the fun, I guess, of internet trolls being this way is getting a rise out of their out of their targets? Would you say that that's part of it? And that, and that, that's all of it. That's all of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Out of the targets and out of those who and out of those that, that will rise to the kids to defend. The they target. absolutely enjoy when people break down or have emotional, you know, you know, situations because they are being abusive verbally, you know, and emotionally. So that's the best thing to do is just ignore them. 
the more attention you give them, the more you feed them. And I, that's, it's funny. Don't feed that, the that's, fucking that's trolls. That's what we tell, um, you know, what I've told uh, uh, my sons. Not that they're being bullied, but they're friends that kind of, you know, are mean spirits sometimes. And I say, listen, part of the fun of, of that they have is your reaction, your anger, your your annoyance, your upset. But if you literally just looked at them and just looked at their faces and, and walked away, there's nothing feeding it. There's nothing. There's nothing. You know, giving them the satisfaction of, of continuing to do it. Squeezy bits. Would you? Would you concur? You. You're. You know why I need you more on this podcast? You're the only other one, except for Garbanzo in the future, who has offspring who can commiserate with me. Could you agree on this fact? Okay. Um. With my kids, I really want to instill in them that it's okay that not everybody likes you. Like it's it's a perfect thing. Like this is what the world is. Like oh God, you're gonna have a whole bunch a, of people that love you. That's a good life you. lesson. Yeah, like you're going to have a whole bunch of people that like you and you're going to have a whole bunch of people that don't like you. I actually have a friend. I don't actually have her carbon dating to be exact, but she's like of the older generation. She's got like gray hair. Um, her Is her she Asian? Is, no. Oh, carry on, carry on. A, she might need some lubrication. <laughs> <laughs> her, she's she's super cool. She's like the dopest like older lady, and she plays games. And she knows for a fact that she's not very good at like she doesn't have the reflexes, but she has you know patience and all that stuff. She knows like what she can contribute to the game. Look her up. She's on Steam. Her name um, gamertag is Bamala, and she plays Ark and Eve online. I. Those are pretty, I think, are pretty deep uh, MMO-type games, or yeah. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Eve is but those, no joke. Yeah, but she runs, like, she has a server of her own, and she kicks, like, be- <clears throat> and because, you know, like, our generation is very uh, abrasive, I guess, like, they just, because they can hide behind some, you know, anonymity, anonymity, I don't know how to, I decided anonymity. to use that. You anonymity. Right. <laughs> love it, I love it. Um, they they can say whatever they want and be and she's realized this so she's decided to start her own server and if you want to join her on her server, um, she she will kick you out if you're not you know up to her standards and she's super cool because I joke around with her about being old and you know kind of <laughs> dusty but she's like the coolest person ever yeah yeah she is the coolest person ever um oh is that is that her. I don't know. No. Um. Her. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um. Her real name is Penny. She's dope. She's like the dopest person ever. Like an older person gamer kind of. You know. She's got like a hunch and everything like that. And you wouldn't expect her to have her own server. But I would willingly. Where was I getting? Sorry. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> should <laughs> like, should I'm trolls have the shamelessly promoting her? Yes. Yes. Um. Because like I know her, I would almost just jump on her server and just try to kick the trolls off myself. Like you wouldn't. Like she, she lets people know that, like, hey, I'm grandma, pretty much, and you know, you're playing with this, and everyone that's on her server is like, oh yeah, okay, we're gonna go protect grandma. That's pretty good. Kind of so, cool. So yeah, I mean, I just think I just yeah. when I read things like these, when people, uh, you know, they react and they actually have to remove themselves from said social media or said um, whatever it is activity because of of just bullshit people i'm just i just wonder like you know what i know your life must be miserable it has to be some kind of misery within your life but i know misery loves company but but does it really you know does it really how does it help you how does it make you feel better for us for a second because i'm telling you right now i can't imagine uh going on skyrim grandma's uh server and calling her all kinds of stuff and then signing off and feeling fulfilled in my life. I, I don't see it. I don't see myself going outside and being cheery and saying, yes, good day's yeah. work. You know, I feel I great. Mean, 
I think the psychoanalyzation of these dudes and their (laughs) their need to hurt other people is like way beyond the scope of us and what we're capable of here. But, you know, the takeaway literally is, you know, the more you talk about them, the more of an audience you create for them, the power you're right. The more power you give them. Feeding the system. Moving on. We are feeding the the system. I mean, I think that's this is our generation of ding dong dash. No, way worse, man. This is our generation's spring a swastika on the side of a synagogue. Ooh, that's deep. Ah, deep cuts. Yeah, I would think that Dick Dardash is more of like a you know you know innocent jokey joke thing. Not you don't necessarily well, hurt. Not if you leave like a fiery bag of poop. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. And moving forward, our final topic, which which I found to be really funny. This is this is inspired by Elvis Duran on the morning show. I heard it this morning. Uh, what is spite porn? You guys have heard of it? Spite porn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. You know I'm very interested in this porn subject. Roz, what is spite porn? Somebody that pays a professional streamer or something like that to record like BDSM abusive dialogue for their ex. Yeah, pretty much from what I understand is it's it. hiring it's hiring a porn star or something like that to to start doing a strip tease like and getting as close as possible. And once it starts to get really, really sexy, they say you're a piece of shit. This is what mm-hmm. you did. You know who you are. This is coming from X, Y, and Z. This is to your ex. And it ruins it right at the sexiest part. <laughs> when I heard so that, niche. I laughed so hard when I heard about that because I said that'd be brilliant as a joke, not necessarily to be hurtful, but as a joke, that'd be amazing. We had fantastic. So spite porn is a thing. I love it. Squeezy bits. What do you think? So is this like going to a strip club and not having enough money for the happy ending part? No, it's like going to strip club, paying for 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 lap dance, and, and just 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 as you get a half a chub, the the. <laughs> 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 the stripper turns to you and says, "You know what? You know you cheated on your girlfriend. You know you know she was great for you. She cooked for you. Okay. You know you never find anybody be like her again. And your chub slowly re- uh, asking into for you. a friend. Where asking for a friend? Where I have no I idea. I have no idea. I I heard about it on Emma's run in the morning show, and it, it tickled me beyond words. And I knew this had been a great topic, especially for Darflex. I might have to bring it back because I know Darflex. I wanted to hear him specifically. Oh, he's the friend I was asking for. He's a connoisseur okay of this kind of stuff so i would love it to have heard what he had to say but i think it's i think it's funny i mean as long as it's all good good clean family fun i i think it's hilarious uh for, but for those who actually use it as a way to punish your ex or punish your current or whatever yeah, whoever you're ex would punish me with this I don't know. I think I I think it'd be jarring because you're sitting there. You oh, you know what? It reminds me of this. It reminds me of uh, I, I I mentioned TikTok only because my my friend and other co-hosts of other podcasts oh. Holly she sends me TikToks, though she won't let me download TikToks and what. And the the new thing on TikTok is a guy will be sitting on a couch, unassuming, and a girl will come over. She'll bend down right in front of him, right, right between his crotch. Mm-hmm. She will t- she will she will put her hair up in a, in a tie. She will reach over and get something, and then walk away. And the guy left is left looking stupid. And I think it's hilarious as well. <laughs> Those are great because one of them with the guy was like this. What? Ooh, oh, <laughs> it was great. So that's what it kind of reminds me. You know, it's just family fun. So, any final know. thoughts just before we wrap up today's topic, today's episode? Come on, Roz. I got nothing, baby. I feel I feel <laughs> I like that. Roz, I got nothing, baby. Squeezy bits, final thoughts. Oh, um, can we talk some more about porn, please? 
now. Uh, yes, when, when, when Dark Flex is here, because that is his topic, and we cannot not. Oh, that was his like a... topic. No, no, that's uh, not his topic. No, that's my... I... That's, his, that's his wheelhouse, man. Yes, his oh. Like, we cannot... Oh. We can't talk about it without him there. So we're going to bring it back up. So, but like again, squeeze a bit. Thanks for joining us. And you are welcome anytime. Just pop right in. Don't even type join because it throws me off. Just <laughs> pop right in. Uh, so, uh, and that's it for Keep Up with the Geek Bros, episode 99.6. As we, the second countdown to the 100 episode continues. <laughs> We, we can't delay much longer, so we will have our unofficial 100 episode when it comes up, and then we'll have the official one probably next year, whenever everybody can sit within six feet of each other without a mask on, because it, it muffles the mic. So, of course, you can check us out at, at uh, Instagram and Twitter, just Geek Bros at a Zero, G-E-K-B-R-0-S, Geek Bros at a Zero at Yahoo.com, Facebook.com slash Geek Bros with a Zero, that's where all the fun is, by the way. That's Star Darflex's playground. No, trust me, it is. Listen to us every Wednesday. WeBeGeeksPC.com and watch the follow-up or the video recap, I don't know, days later, YouTube.com to Vibram Studios for now. Look forward to the Geek Bros YouTube coming soon. Gents, Shemish Promotions before we wrap up. Mr. Roz? Just find me on Instagram, Ray Raziel. Squeezy Bits, who's got to be our, our fifth geek, geek Bro. A guy's got to just do it. He wants to do it. He knows he wants to do it. Tell us where to find you. Um... Search me on YouTube, Squeezy Bits, S-Q-U-E-E-Z-Y-B-I-T-S. I'm looking for whatever you guys want me to review. Now, now it's one word, yes? It's yeah, one, one word. word. One word, thank you. Yeah, one if, word. yeah, yeah. if you because if you search, um, you will find it. Like, literally, he's the first one that pops up. I, I've done it. Yeah, because, I don't know why anyone those, would look up Squeezy Bits. It's kind of weird. I, you know what? It was weird for a while, and now I'm so used to it that, that, that you know, my, my, my nipples, you know, they tingle a little bit every time I they say get, your name. They get squeezies. They get, get squeezies. They want to be squeezy. That's what they want to be. <laughs> All right. Speaking That's of porn. It. You're right? Oh. That's is this fight porn? Is this where we're getting? Well, that, that would be the interactive uh, porn. That's when that's when we get the uh, the full body suits and the VR goggles. That's going to be totally different in the future. You know, mm. you don't talk, talk about you know, the Oasis. All right. So that's it from the Geek Bros. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, geeking out still sounds this good keeping up with the geek bros this is an audio production of vibe revelation studios the cure for your common day vibe